This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend, Friday night, and we're back, baby, and it feels good to say that. It's time to talk sports gambling. It's glorious. You've got Mike North and Carmen DeFalco, the odds couple, back together again after, what, about a nine, ten-week hiatus with everything that's been going on, Mikey. It is so good to see you and talk about sports gambling once again. Oh, to be back with you, uh, Carm. I mean, you know what? I remember you when you were young. I barely uh, don't know what you look like. Thank God for pictures of you on social media. Uh, Thanks for being on Bears Barroom Podcast with me this past weekend. Got reacquainted because when we came back, forget about anything else. I don't care about Dana White. Yeah, I do care, but, you know, I'm glad at NASCAR. When the odds couple comes back, a franchise of this magnitude (laughs) that basically ushers in wagering around the country, the reverberations that have been heard from Idaho to Denver, from San Francisco to the Dakotas, to me... America is officially open, my friend. I liken it to 95 when MJ sent the facts. I'm back, and it right. set the tables for the next three-peat, Mike. That's right. what we got going on here. Well, you know what? And I'll tell you what What really went on and, and, and what was great about this whole thing. And I want to just credit you guys and Mike Thomas, who said, don't worry, Mike, we're going to be back. Randy's Randy Merkin, it was great to, to talk to Randy. But what's great about it was you guys held the fort down. There's no question about it. You've been doing a tremendous job. And then you got the the Michael Jordan stuff, which while I was on AM 1000, I was also on about six, seven stations around the country because mm. it was almost like, okay, you were there, and I wasn't the only one, but it just opened it up for everybody. So once again, MJ, who ushered in things for me bay, way back in the day, did the same for all of us with that 10-deal uh, documentary. I mean, thank goodness. It really did give us something to talk about. You know, the NFL had the good fortune of being sure. out of season and being able to to conduct its business so uh that was good and we had a draft we had free agency but yeah you know it, it's been a little challenging at times we've still had fun with it um we've tried to still entertain and take people's minds off some of the more serious things that are going on in the world and maybe in their personal lives and hopefully we've done that that's why it's nice to have this program back if you're new uh, to the program we welcome you mike and i started this back in march yep. of 2019 and Right at about the one-year anniversary, boom, COVID-19 uh, hits in 2020, and we had to go away for a little while because uh, they start canceling the tournament, and they suspend the basketball season. and the hockey. I mean, we know what's happened, and that's why it is kind of nice to feel like we are coming out of this, that we're talking about sports gambling, that slowly but surely, uh, 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 you know, live sports are coming back. We actually have some stuff to talk about this weekend. We'll do a lot of NFL tonight. Mm-hmm. So, Mike and I, every Friday night with you here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app, we are the Odds Couple presented by the great folks at Prop Swap. We're going to talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy in just a little bit. I am your father. We love Luke so much. You know, Jim Miller will have ponies. Jimmy! Can't wait to talk to the galloping gent. He'll be with us in about 35 minutes or so. He's got some ponies for the week. We'll talk about the Belmont uh, going off in, in June next month before the Kentucky Derby, which is a little odd, but that's what we do. We talk sports and sports gambling for everybody. 
Um, you know, like I said, we'll do a lot of NFL tonight. And, of course, uh, over the summer, we'll hopefully we get some baseball back. And I think we will get it back, Mike. I mean, I think they're, even if there seems to be a great divide right now, they probably, you know, realistically have until the end of the month to hammer out a deal. And then these players can start arriving at spring training by about that June 10th date and then start playing baseball around the 4th of July. And, you know, they still have a week to sort of hammer out the finer points of some sort of an agreement. And I think they will get something done. Ted Williams quit baseball to shoot down enemy airplanes for three years. And I would expect these guys, I know that this is a serious issue, to work out their differences, although I think the season's bastardized now. I'm really angling towards the uh, MLB, right? I mean, excuse me, NFL right now, Carm. Uh, The other sports, they're going to come back as facsimiles of. I mean, if you're the NHL and you come up with this tournament, how are you feeling if you were a team that busted your tail the whole year and now all of a sudden, there's teams like, yes, our very own Blackhawks and others that have an opportunity to win. I'd have a problem with that. I swear. And I don't think enough's been made of it. Oh, this is interesting because I know and Yurko and I were talking about this yesterday a little bit. As a diehard Blackhawks fan, I'd be super excited. Now, do you, do you feel like they've sort of cheated? The, I don't know when I'm going to say cheated the system, but... You know, do they deserve to be a playoff team? They're 12th in the West. I mean, in under normal circumstances, you're right, Mike. They're not even close to being a they playoff team. They should not team. be in. You they know? should just let the teams that, I'm sorry it's unfair, but the teams that looked like they were in at this point when you had to stop the season, that's the way it's got to go. You I know, can't, you're not going to invite like a t- last place teams in and all this other nonsense. But, you know, selfishly, I think I, I would love you it. Are. And, and I'm you selfish. Are, you are. So I remember, I remember before the quarantine. When it comes to my <laughs> sports, I'm telling you, Mike, I am, when I it know. comes to my teams, I'm a selfish bastard. <laughs> I, I want to see the play. And here's the thing. You know, they, they would play this 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 sort of play-in series. So, and if people aren't familiar, the NHL is sort of, I think, working through this idea about bringing back their season, starting the playoffs. And like oh. Mike said, they would do 24 teams. They'd do God. 12 in each conference. Kill me that now. means the Blackhawks would be the last team in. Now, what would happen is the first four, um, so it would be like the Blues, right. uh, the Stars, whatever, the top four in the West, let's say, get a bye. And then there's a play-in round. Uh, a best of five. Now we know as these seasons, uh, these series get shorter, there's even more variance. It allows for more upsets. So the Hawks would be the 12th seed against the fifth seed at Edmonton Oilers. Uh, and I believe it or not, even with all their firepower, I think that's a good matchup for the Hawks. They could knock out a team like the Oilers in okay, a let me short ask series. You something. Let me ask you something, my friend. Um, if you have a futures ticket in hockey. Yeah. I've got one, by the way. I've got one yeah. on the Dallas Stars. Well, I, oh, how about the Blackhawks? If you got one on the Blackhawks, that basically they're considered out of it, or you were you were saying, well, I I I wasted five thousand bucks on the Blackhawks ticket, and now all of a sudden, let's say they do get hot, let's say they become the miracle on ice too, oh and you know, God. forget about nineteen eighty. If the Blackhawks win this thing, Jeremy Colleton, are you kidding me? He got him into the playoffs. Who knew that was going to happen? But if they do win, how does the how do the gamblers? How do how does Vegas handle the situation? I mean, are they in? I mean, they go into debt because of a a rigged system. The this, way that's turned out. I mean, that is a great point. Like, let's say you were sitting. On, I and we'll do, use the friend. Hawks as an example. We're here right. in Chicago. Let's right. say a diehard Hawks fan, and I don't even know what the Hawks were at the start of the season. When we talk to Luke Pergandy, he might know. Let's say the Hawks. I'm guessing were somewhere around. 
25 to 1 at the start of the NHL season. Uh, I mean, can you imagine sitting on that ticket and somehow they sneak in? Now, I still think it'd be unlikely for the Hawks to navigate through and win. I don't think they're good enough. But, yeah, if you're Vegas, yep. you, you're, you bring up an interesting point. You're like, well, wait a minute. The Haw- we got a bunch of 25 to 1 tickets out yep. there. How the hell are the Hawks in the play? Or how about this? How about if Luke's got them now? How about if about 15, 20 people? Remember the little deal that Luke worked out for people that had futures tickets and the NCAAs and everything? What happens now? Luke's got about maybe 10, 15 tickets that people sold early on the Blackhawks at 25 to 1, right? Yeah. yeah. I, it's interesting. Like I still have two futures tickets out there, and for, not, it, for one in the NHL, one in the NBA. I've got my NHL futures ticket is uh, a one hundred dollar ticket on the Dallas Stars to win the Stanley Cup at twelve okay. to one. Okay, and my NBA ticket that I'm sitting on is, uh, and I don't think this is much of a possibility at all. But I liked it at the beginning of the season a little. The Denver Nuggets at ten to one to win the West. Again, I have a hundred dollars on the Denver Nuggets. But at anything could happen if they bring it back now at this moment they have a tournament. Yeah. I know. I mean it is like it is Charm, you're back. You're back. <laughs> You're in the money. It, 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 it opens up the possibility for anything if they start playing right. court series or who knows what it's going to look like uh, after this long I'm not layoff. counting it if LeBron wins it. I'm not counting it as a regular title. I mean, can you really do that? Yeah, this poor guy. Like, can you imagine? It's even... the AAU. It's AAU. And they're going to play what? They're going to play under the roller coaster at Disney? I don't know where they're playing. I know. That's right. That's what they're talking about in the NBA. They're playing at Magic Mountain inside. I don't know. He Cars can't... are going to go by. I don't know. He can't win, Mike. Like uh, no. People dog him. And now, like, let's say they come back and the Lakers win. They're still going to dog him. Well, it was a weird season. It was coronavirus. Well, San Antonio won with the shortened season. That's and, right. And, and I remember it. I'm sorry. It's not a full title. I understand it. You get the trophy huh. and everything. You get to kiss the trophy. You get to be, get some endorsements and everything. But it's not a full season, and this one's going to be worse. But do we do we knock Tim Duncan and David Robinson for winning no. that title? We really they don't. Because they won other Well, that's true. They won, you know, especially That'd Duncan. That'd be like the yeah. Bulls winning 50 games, and then they never won another title. Hmm. Then we'd say, wait. You know, or if San Antonio just won in that shortened season, you how, know? How good is it to talk about the futures tickets oh, and gambling? <laughs> yeah, you so know good. what? I mean, it used to, it, I mean, my God. I mean, I, I thought I'd missed the action. And I sort of, like the other day, I think I was excited about coming back. And I watched the network the other day. The marble racing was on. There was a, they got little gorges where they set marbles down, pink marbles, green marbles. I'm actually charting. I couldn't believe it. There's marble racing, stone skipping, axe throwing. Did you Are see, you kidding? Do you know what I was watching last weekend? And, and it's I couldn't believe how Sailboating? Long, no, not sailboating. I couldn't believe you how long. You look good in a yachtsman's cap car. I've always thought about learning the how goatee? to sail, actually. Yes. With the goatee? What are you doing this weekend? I'd like to come over and mow my lawn. <laughs> I, I do With know. the Escot? That's you're right. Richard Quen, you're Richard Crenna in, in Summer Rental. <laughs> That's right. I love That's that it. movie. Abby With John Jane. Candy. Right. I, I actually watched the bag, you know, they call it cornhole bag taught the bags, the beans. Can bag. I tell you something? I loved it. Can I tell you something? After what I've seen, I think I got a future in pro uh, pro bag. Uh, what is it? Cornholing? Cornholing. Are you kidding me? Those guys are good. I'm I don't know. They were around the whole lot, oh, but you gotta God. do better. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy. Mike and I are also going to give everybody our thoughts in the lowdown on 
uh, this golf match that's happening in Florida on Sunday, which I think is going to be very cool, and I Mm -hmm. think the ratings are going to be good. It's Tiger, it's Phil, it's Peyton Manning, it's Tom Brady. We will break that down. We'll talk about the NFL a little bit. We've got week one lines. We can start looking at that. I've got a bunch of notes on things maybe people should be looking for already. I got futures. I got futures for the uh, NFL and who I think is going to win it all. Mike's got futures thoughts, so we're going to do all that. It's great to be back. So it's every single Friday night from 7 to 8. And don't forget, you get the Encore replay every Saturday morning uh, from 8 to 9. And then tomorrow, of course, uh, and most Saturdays, we are followed by Freddie Hubner and Midway Jeff Meller. So it's great to be back. We're the odds couple. Luke Pergandy from PropSwap will join us when we come back. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple on this Friday night, the Friday of Memorial Day weekend. I don't know if it necessarily feels like that considering everything that's been going on the last couple of months, but it's here. We're slowly but surely starting to open back up. Hope everyone has a safe holiday weekend. Uh, The Odds Couple presented, as always, by PropSwap here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. We do it with you every Friday, and we talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy. From uh, Prop Swap, you know Luke and Ian, who are Chicago guys, started Prop Swap and has absolutely gone nuts in the last couple of years. It's uh, one of the most successful gambling ventures out there. We love yep. these guys; they've stood by us during all of this too. Uh, here at the radio station, uh, they're even giving listeners a chance to play golf with Yurko. Before we say goodbye to Luke, we'll get some details on that. But Luke Pergandy is with us now. Luke, happy Memorial Day weekend! Hey, How have you been? Good. Good, good to uh, see the uh, Memorial Day weekend crowd start to show up on the Jersey Shore. So it's uh, it's fun. How have you guys been? You know, PropSwap, again, this is where, um, you know, people around the country can buy and sell their sports bets. We've talked about this. If you're holding a futures ticket and you think it's time to unload and you can get value on it, you go to PropSwap and that's what you do. You sell it. It's a great marketplace. It's a great idea. But without live sports, we know things have been more challenging. How have you guys uh, been able to sustain? And, you know, can you just fill us in a little on what the last couple of months have been like for you? Yeah. Um, So we were fortunate. We did a fundraise uh, in December. Uh, We raised some money, um, and that was just impeccable timing. Uh, Had we not done uh, a fundraise in December, we we could be in trouble. Um, So we have a nice nest egg stored away because of that. and then on the, the revenue side, obviously we've been hit, just like any sports uh, betting company has been hit. You know, the lack of March Madness, that certainly stung. That's always our best month of the year. Um, but I would say that the NFL draft was really big. We sold, we had a really good weekend with people betting on the NFL draft. You know, we talked about uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the LSU running back, going in the first round. Uh, he was 40 to 1 to be the first running back picked. Um, oh. So, you know, that cashed wow. um, uh, over, you know, one running back taken in the first round. That cashed with him getting picked. Um, so the NFL draft was great. We've sold a ton of UFC. Um, that's it, It's amazing what when people don't have sports that they'll just bet at anything. You know, it's, it's uh, the UFC numbers have picked up dramatically from last year to this year. Um, and then this weekend we got a ton 
of uh, you know the Tiger Phil matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiger's paired with Peyton, and Phil Mickelson is uh, paired with Tom Brady. So they have uh, a matchup on Sunday. We've been selling a ton uh, of bets on that. We have probably 30 different bets up for sale right now on that matchup. So, you know, just just piecing stuff together, man. Um, That's that's cool because, you know what, everything sounds like everything's starting to get back in order. But that's why I'm here, Luke, because i got to throw a couple things in to see how you guys are going to handle this and how Vegas is going to handle this. Carmen and I were talking about the NHL. And if they have this tournament, if you bought like, or people sold 10 tickets, different tickets at the Hawks at 25 to 1, and they're automatically going to be in this 2014 playoff, how is that going to handle? Because most people probably sold those tickets a lot earlier uh, when the Hawks had no shot at getting in. Have you guys thought about the ramifications about the NBA, the NHL with these tournament type of setups? Yeah, so as long as there's a champion named in that tournament, mm-hmm. I think all the bets will go on as written. Mm-hmm. So if you bet, if you bought a ticket on the Hawks to win the Stanley Cup and they end up winning that tournament, I believe the casinos will grade those as Blackhawks win the 2020 Stanley Cup. So I think whoever wins that tournament, that will be graded um, as as the Stanley Cup champion. The question becomes, if you bet them to win the West, you know, will there be a Western champion in this new fa- format? I don't know. Hmm. Um, I don't know the answer to that. But I believe that whoever wins this proposed tournament, that will be the Stanley Cup champion for 2020. All the other stuff, who wins the Central, who wins the West, that's a different question. Um, but most of the tickets sold on PropSoft are who will win the 2020 Stanley okay. Cup. Okay. So I think that the uh, champion of that proposed tournament, that will solve that problem. Luke Pergani from PropSwap is our guest. Yeah, I told Mike I've got two tickets, uh, futures tickets in NBA and the NHL that – you know, we're still waiting to see what's going to happen. Uh, my NHL one is the Dallas Stars to win the Stanley Cup at 12 to 1. And then at the start of the NBA season, I put $100 down to 10 to 1 on the Nuggets to win the West. I don't feel great. You know, when, when the season got interrupted, I didn't feel great about that bet at all. Not that Denver's not a pretty good team, but I just I thought there's no way Denver is going to win the West. With the, 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 the way the season was interrupted, and if we do come back and I don't know what if playoff series are a little shorter and then, you know, more variance comes in to play. Like, is it a good time for me to put it up on prop swap and see if there are any takers? I mean, is that what people should be doing right now, Luke? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it. There is way more variance with this new proposed shortened tournament, you know, factor in what if the star players get COVID there out. Say LeBron James gets this, like he's not going to play, so therefore obviously downgrade the Lakers dramatically um so there is a ton of variance that goes into this this will be you know if the if the math backs up who wins this will be the longest this will be the biggest underdog winning the nba championship this year versus every other year because there'll be shorter series you have you know viral risk involved you have these guys traveling to vegas or orlando wherever they decide to do this tournament um there's just so many new variables that just entered into the equation um, so yeah, I think it's anyone's bet who's going to win this. Um, so if, yeah, if you have a Nuggets ticket, I also think the Brooklyn Nets are a really interesting team because Durant may come back. Yeah, wow, it's crazy. So if you got the Nets at two hundred and fifty to one, which they've certainly been that number when they were they were horrible at the All Star break, um, they're a really interesting team now that Kevin Durant may play. Wow. 
All right, last question for me, Luke. Uh, NASCAR, has it been good to you guys? Since it's NASCAR's been good. Yeah, I would say it goes NFL draft, mm-hmm. UFC, um, this weekend's golf tournament, and then fourth would be NASCAR. So, yeah, we've, we've sold a fair amount of NASCAR tickets. Hey, Luke, before we let you go, tell everybody about what you guys are doing uh, this, the, and you know, we've talked a lot about it on the show. People can uh, go to our contest page, ESPNChicagoContest.com, and register for a chance to play golf uh, with Yurko, um, which 18 holes with the good kid, and uh, it's all made possible by PropSwap. They're going to play, what's the name of the course? Sandy Pines, Sandy Pines in northwest Indiana is the course that they're going to play. Um, yep. So just tell everybody a little bit about that and why you decided to do it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Yurko's the fan favorite in Chicago. Sorry, Carbon. But, uh, <laughs> no, I get it. It, it, <laughs> it seemed like uh, he was kind of the, the pick that anyone would want to just hang out, you know, have some beers, go play some golf uh, as things start to open back up. And, you know, obviously Illinois has not allowed for golf. Indiana has. So that was the decision to host in Indiana. Um, and it would just be a really fun, you know, Saturday afternoon to – to kind of celebrate the summer beginning um, and, uh, and hit some golf balls with, with Yurko. Sounds good, Luke. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great you, Memorial Luke. Day weekend, all right? Thanks, Carmen. Thanks, Mike. Bye. All right, that's Luke Pergandy from PropSwap, our presenting sponsor. Um, you know, we shouldn't go any further without mentioning some of the biggest news of the day, and it's sad news, unfortunately, yeah. and that is the passing of legendary Chicago Bull and legendary Utah Jazz head coach, Jerry Sloan, the Hall of Famer, his number four, retired, uh, of course, on the west side. And then we just got to relive some of those great battles in 97 and 98 when he was coaching the Jazz up against his former team in the Chicago Bulls. I'm too young to remember Jerry's playing days. Mike, you certainly are not. I've just heard the legend of how intense and how great Jerry and uh, my good friend, uh, the late Norm Van Leer, were in that backcourt in the 70s. Yeah, well, Norm and I were also great friends, so also Carby's a great guy. And Jerry Sloan, I don't know if Sloan and Van Leer were ever really close. Uh, Van Leer was a free spirit, mm-hmm. so to speak, and yep. that's putting it lightly. <laughs> uh, I mean, the last time I saw Norm, he was drinking cognac in my basement on a Sunday. <laughs> that sounds right. Uh, yeah, and uh, Sloan was, you know, Mr. Let's Get to Work. I looked up the stats for Jerry Sloan. I go, Jerry Sloan stats, and sadly it came up with his coaching stats first. Mm. And let me tell you something, folks. Uh, Rick Barry told me this. Other people have told me this, that they feared coming to Chicago and playing Van Leer and Sloan together as the most dominant defensive type of guards. You know, Jordan was a guard. Scotty wasn't really. Yeah. Uh, you had Paxson out there. And if they would have had Artis Gilmore, who uh, I think it was today, he pulled down 31 boards to help the Kentucky Colonels with uh, NBA, I mean, an NBA championship. If they would have had Artis instead of Borwinkle, Bulls would have won a couple titles uh, before Jordan showed up. Mm. You know, I like that. Like, if Artis would have been on that 75 oh. team that lost to Golden State, right, Mike? Oh. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He battled Walton, though. I mean, you know, he battled Walton in that series against Portland yeah. uh, Artis uh, later on. But Sloan was so good, so devoted. He was uh, a product of the Baltimore Bullet system. Uh, Dick Mata loved him. Uh, he fit into the Bulls system. Uh, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, we didn't have a dominant big man, which you needed at the time sure. when you had Chamberlain, Elcindor, guys like that, Jabbar, whatever you want to call him, and Rillis Reed and people like that. And, and our guards were not known as offensive guards. So you're going up against West and Goodrich and Havlicek. So it was a tough road to hold. But boy, that's 
that defense was as good as any Bulls defense has ever been. Yeah, so Jerry Sloan uh, passed away at the age of 78. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the golf match this weekend. Tiger and Peyton, Phil and Tom Brady, and uh, they're going to tee it up in Florida for charity. That's going to be a lot of fun. Wagering opportunities there. Mike and I'll talk about that. And then into the NFL a little bit. Mike's got some futures and stuff like that for the 2020 NFL season. So don't go anywhere. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to The Odds Couple, Friday nights at 6, with a replay Saturday morning at 8 on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple on this Friday night, getting you set for the Memorial Day weekend. It's great to be back alongside Mike North. I'm Carmen DeFalco. Uh, each and every Friday night, 7 to 8 here on ESPN 1000, presented by Prop Swap, And then you get the Encore replay tomorrow morning, 8 to 9, before Freddie Hubner and Midway Jeff Meller. When we're done tonight, 8 o'clock, local programming continues. Don't miss a minute with Chris Black and Adam Abdallah. They'll have some fun with you on this Friday, taking you into the weekend. So we got Tiger and Peyton versus Phil and Brady in Florida on Sunday. I think it's uh, 3 o'clock our time, or is that right, Mike? Or 2 o'clock our time, 3 o'clock Eastern uh, this Sunday. Mikey, Tiger and Peyton are your favorite here, minus 195. Phil and Tom Brady at plus 165. I, I'd have to go with the favorites. I know that everybody's probably thinking that. I don't know if I'm going to – I'd probably bet it. I'll bet it light. I'd bet it like you know a $50 bet. Yes. Hang out just to, to watch something. And stuff like that. I, you know, I'm, I just, I just think that, you know, it's come to this. That's you know, right. that's what it's come to. We're starving for anything I now, know. and now we're watching. And 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 God bless them. It's good that you know we're going to have something to watch and 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 to get some action. That's why I'm glad NASCAR's back, and you know other teams and and leagues are thinking about getting back. It's what we do. I thought it was going to be Jones and though. And to anybody out there, can I just say this? You know those signs in the gambling casinos? Um, you know, if you're a gambler, seek help. And, and I've always heard this about sports gamblers, degenerates and stuff like that, where if you do it a lot, I've always thought it was an art. I've heard nobody have any problems since there's been no gambling. Right. Everybody survived it. So this nonsense that you're addicted. No, you're only addicted if you can get it. If you're not. There's nothing you can do, There's right? Not, that's right. Uh, so thank God, because I was starting to Jones a little, but now we've had some action the past couple weeks. Yeah, there's a bunch of prop bets out there, too. And I'm kind of with Mike. I'll probably, I'll maybe pick a prop bet yeah, or two it. and just throw a little couch change on it to have some fun. Uh, like, will Tiger wear red? Should is be your nickname, couch middle change. name. Yes, that is. Oh, uh, are you kidding me, Carmen? Couch change to Falco? Sounds it. like you're walking with with a few people by the Raven. It you does. know what I'm saying? Yes, it does. That's a good call. Uh, will Tiger wear red? It's a huge favorite. Yes, is oh. minus 500. The one I kind of like here is the first team to go one up. Tiger and Peyton still your favorite at minus 125. Phil and Brady... Uh, plus 105. So basically about even money there. But I kind of like Phil and Brady because, you know, Phil probably will mm-hmm. start quick. He normally does. It takes Tiger a little time to get going. Uh, you know, a lot of this is going to come down to, I think, who's better between Peyton and Brady. And Peyton's uh-huh. had a little bit more time in retirement to maybe work on his golf game. So, yeah, but, but, but I like the prop bet about who's going to go up uh, one first. Yeah, well, I, is there one for Phil wearing white? 
uh, with a gut over his belt because nothing, nobody looks worse in white than Phil Mickelson, yet he can't wait to wear white when uh, he's on the tournament score. He needs black, right? I mean, like, he needs needs to wear that black. Take it from a guy who knows. He needs black. uh, Merkin's got some. Randy, you want to crack the mic real quick? Sure. Merkin's got a few other props. Come on, Merkin. So uh, this is on par threes. Who will be closest to the hole? Phil is plus 160, Tiger plus 125, Tom Brady plus 600, and Peyton Manning plus 500. That's basically on all the par threes. So you, so you, so basically closest to the hole for the part threes. And each one is its own? You, right. So like if you Tom, can bet the different ones. Yeah, the different holes. the different holes. Different okay. holes. And then uh, their t- uh, Mike's right. They have Will uh, Phil Mickelson. We're black, not white. Okay, that's what pl- is it? That's plus two fifty. I think he will. I think he will. Wait, that's oh, plus two fifty. Wait a we're minute. Black. Whoa! Wow! Plus two twenty. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a no for plus two twenty. Oh, my bad. Oh, my bad. No way. How you bringing Randy out? And he's I got know. a chopping at the. And then uh, a couple other. Will Omaha be said by Peyton Manning? Ooh, that's a good one. What's that's the, what's the that's plus two fifty. Yes, is plus two fifty. Yes. Ooh. What's Patriots by Tom Brady? Will he oh. take Patriots? And will any player spike a golf ball? Yes, is plus three fifty. Wow, that's pretty good. That's that's showing people up too bad. And this is a good one: fifty to one. Will there be a hole in one? Oh, that's a good buy. I'd buy. I'd put I'd put you, couch change on the couch change. Would you for fifty to one? That's not bad. I mean, yeah, why not? And then let me give a quick so tip. You got, you got it's a, there are there are four par threes. Uh, yes, four part okay, three. So yeah. Sixteen chances. Wow. I mean, why not for fifty to one? Yeah, just to have some fun. And one more it. quick thing: back in I think two thousand six, Tom Brady teamed with Michael Jordan to win his golf tournament. So Tom Brady has been in these right. situations before. Yeah. And thank God Tom Brady probably beforehand was nice to Michael. He might have held a grudge for the next 20 years. He uh, certainly had a tendency to do that, didn't he, Mike? Oh, my God. He could have been in radio. You know what I mean? He could have been in any business. You know, I like how basketball players are the only ones that hold grudges. You know what I mean? People hold grudges all over, whether you're a corporate CEO, whether you work for Boeing, whatever. Grudges is part of America. And that's what makes the great ones, grudges. Fabricating this idea that people thought Dan Marley was on par oh, with Michael Jordan. It oh. might be the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Let I mean, me ask I, you about I, there's just Let me ask you about ridiculous. I got the Ravens. Uh, am I wrong for liking the Ravens? I don't even is Joe Flacco still with him? He went to Denver, did he not? Denver and now he's out. <laughs> now we got Lamar Jackson, right? Yes. Okay. They're seven to one. Seven to one, to yes. To win it all. Is that a Lamar Jackson reaction? Because I'm sorry. I mean, if it was I could see Mahomes at six to one, which he is. Yep. But the Ravens, do they have other things that I mean besides him that I am not seeing? Great defense. Yeah, good defense. Um, Keep the ball in the field with a running quarterback who can throw occasionally, but young explosive wide receiver. I mean, okay. I, you know, their win total is eleven and a half. Mike just said they're seven to one to win the Super Bowl. I will tell you. That and this this is could be a goofy thing in the NFL because we know how much things and teams change from season to season. But believe it or not, even with their first place schedule, the Baltimore Ravens have the easiest strength of schedule in twenty twenty of any team in the NFL. Mike, that's something to keep an eye on for a prop bet. I yeah. also saw, look, the Rams. I know that girly thing and all this other stuff, 
but they're forty to one. Yep. I think that's something to put some some stuff on a little bit. Yep. And the Bears are forty to one. Yes. I mean, if people and I, I start wondering why are the Bears forty to one? I know why the Bears are forty to one. They're the only team that people are thinking are going to make the playoffs that don't even have a starting quarterback yet. Think about it. It's funny because, like, there's been the the national perception of the Bears continues to be that of they're not going to be very good. We we saw one. I think it was Matt Miller uh, on Twitter. Uh, He he had them ranked as the maybe not ranked. I guess it was more of a a list of one through thirty two the teams that most likely could win the Super Bowl, and he ranked every team in the league. He had the Bears at thirty one. There's no way the Bears are more unlikely to win the Super Bowl than. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, I think he had Jacksonville 32. The Atlanta Falcons or, yeah, or I mean, anybody like, there's, else. There's, there's just no way. Like, so the national perception of the Bears is not great right now. Their over-under total is only eight. You know, I saw a prop bet. Will the Bears make the playoffs? No is the favorite, Mike. Minus 170. If you think they're going to make it, you'll get plus $1.30. You'll get $1.30 yeah. on your money right and now. And I'm hearing a lot of people taking the action on the under. For the Bears. I'm not at shocked at that. I'm not no. surprised. It's gone from eight and a half in yeah. some areas. It still is to eight. Yes, so, exactly. You know, I mean, uh, it, it, that is that is a tough, tough road to hold. So I think that there's a and, – and by the way, I think we don't have to go over this, but Nagy, we haven't been on the year, you and I, as far as uh, being on ESPN 1000. But I, I, I knew Nagy was out of his mind when he didn't play his starters last year at the very beginning. And it's good to see he's done the bout face, and at least he's admitting to making mistakes because it would be hard for him not to. So he does have some credibility, and he does uh, take accountability, which I think is the part of maybe him growing up. So I, well, I'm sort of leading over for the Bears. Here's what I'll say about Nagy real quick. I... I I do think that they should, uh, you know, that, that Mitch needed some work. Mitch needed to play a Absolutely. little bit last year. What, what, here's what I don't like about the way the Bears have handled this the last couple of years. The Bears really puffed out their chest last mm. summer and told everybody, oh, yeah. hey, don't worry, you guys do you, we'll do us. We know what That's we're doing. Right. We went 12-4. and four. Now, after an 8-8 eight and eight season and you disappointed, you're, you're pivoting, you're, you're doing the 180. Mm-hmm. You either believe in it or you don't. I I don't like that Matt Nagy so quickly was uh, you know one to say well yeah you're right we we screwed that up and we got to do it over and we're going to make sure that our guys are going to be prepared and they're going to be physical well why were you bragging so much after the twelve and four season don't, don't, they're letting the results mm-hmm. dictate what they do that's outcome bias I I don't know I don't like it as much Mike I, I don't be know. honest I. I think what hit them was the fact, okay, there were some teams like the Rams even that fell on their face that didn't play their starters either. Yeah. But then the other teams that really started to infiltrate and get into the playoffs were teams like New England that played their starters and other teams that played their starters. I think, and I throw the media in all of us, sometimes we get bad raps, sometimes we get good raps. I'll give us a good rap. I think we all did our homework on this and I thought, you know, you don't go into a heavyweight boxing match or any boxing match without sparring. And to just think, like you said, Carmen, hey, we're the Chicago Bears. We're going to show up on game day. Yep. Showed you there was a country club type atmosphere there. And they scored all three points in week one last year. Right. Week, week one lines for the NFL this year. The Bears will play another division game to start the season. They'll be on the road. They're a small underdog at the Lions. Mm-hmm. You're uh, almost picking the winner here, and who knows, as we get closer to the season, maybe it will be right around one or even a pick em. But the Bears are a one-and-a-half-point dog. And I'll say this, Matt Nagy, 
Uh, while he continues to struggle a little bit against the Packers, like most Bear coaches, unfortunately, the Bears have won just three of their last 20 games against their rivals from the North. But Nagy, in two years, is a perfect 8-0 against the Lions and the yeah. Vikings. The Bears are 9-3 and in the division under Nagy. They haven't won an opener in Week 1, Mike, since 2013 when they beat the Bengals and they started the season 3-0 and in that first year under Mark Tressman. Maybe they're due to win an opener, and uh, maybe you look at the Bears and catching that point and a half. Yeah, right I, I don't have a, a lot on Detroit. Matthew Stafford's back. Uh, they will have the edge on us at quarterback. I've often said this. I think that if he was the Dallas quarterback, He'd be signed for a lifetime deal, uh, not Dak Prescott. You know what I mean? Where they might uh, play di- different games. So I like Matthew Stafford, but they just have not had a lot around him. Huge game for the Bears. Huge. You lose to Detroit at the at, after what you just said. Them yeah. owning Detroit. Yep. That's not good to start the season. Yeah, the Bears have a pretty favorable schedule early on. So a quick start would be nice to build yourself a little cushion. Maybe a second schedule definitely gets harder for the Bears late in the year. So. They should look to take advantage of that. When we come back, we can talk more about the NFL, some of the 2020 futures and things like that. Week one lines we can look at. Uh, and we also have our buddy Jim Miller Jimmy! from Hawthorne with some ponies. We'll do that when we come back. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. On ESPN 1000, or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Home stretch of the odds couple on this Friday night. Happy Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Stick around. We're done. 8 o'clock, top of the hour coming up. Don't forget, it's Chris Black and Adam Abdallah. You get an encore replay of our show, The Odds Couple, Mike North and Carmen DeFelco, tomorrow morning and every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 before Midway Jeff Meller and Freddie Hubner take over. It's that time of the show when we get some uh, pony plays from our man, the Galloping Gent. He is at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter, and he's the expert handicapper at Hawthorne Racecourse. He is Jim Miller. Jimmy! That's our guy. What's up, Jimmy? Now, to give us some good news about a racing opening at Hawthorne, what are you hearing, my friend? Well, you know what? I hope it's good news because we, we've been told that we are very, very close to a, a return to racing. And about a month ago, we were asked to submit safety protocols that would get us back on the racetrack and do so without spectators. And we did put all those safety protocols in place. And that was done with coordination from the Illinois Department of Agriculture, Illinois Department of Public Health, the racetracks, the horsemen and that. And everything falls in line with what could happen with the movement on to phase three. So we're very hopeful that we're going to get that approval that come phase three, we can get these horses back racing live because they've been on the track the whole time and they've been able to continue training, but everything falls in line with that. We're just awaiting that word out of the uh, governor's office, but guys, we have our fingers crossed that hopefully we could be back on the track within a week here. Are you guys ahead of it all with racing in Illinois, Jimmy, or are other states already doing it? Other states are doing it, and that's been the one thing, Mike, that's hurt through all of this, only for the fact that we had actually been racing for five weeks before things hit with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So all the horses were already here. They were fit. They were ready to go. And all the protocols in place for the operations of racing really haven't changed because the essential care of racehorses still goes on every day. We have a population on our backstretch here at Hawthorne that has to take care of those horses every day. So that continues. So you know what? We really had a chance 
to get a jump on the competition. Now, if we were to get back to racing, still, even if it were to come next week, we'd still get the jump on the majority of the competition. But it's one of those things where we really do need to get back going just to provide something for the livelihood of these horsemen in Illinois. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think there will be uh, an opening where people can be outside in the grandstand before they go, before fans are allowed inside? Like, is that part of the, like, the, the rollout, Jimmy? Will you guys be able to have fans at some point soon, a distance outside? I would hope so, and there's really no reason why not. Because with the move to the next phase, it allows for non-essential businesses to open with smaller gatherings. Uh, fortunately, the governor just a couple of days ago spoke about the fact that you could have restaurants and that outdoors with the proper spacing. So we're definitely going to make a similar request. We have our outside apron. It's a, it's a sport that's contested outside anyway. So if you can put together a plan and show a plan that allows those people to still require their social distancing, but to be able to come out and watch the races. And then as we move to phase four, you can grow upon that. We're definitely going to make that plea. We're going to make that request because I'll tell you, the more people that are on site here and at our OTBs able to watch the races, it's more money that goes to the state of Illinois as well, too. And that's really what we're trying to generate. We want to be a cure for what's going on. We don't want to be a deterrent. All right, Jimmy, let's uh, get some action for the weekend. What are we talking about? All right, Saturday afternoon, we're going to the West Coast, a track that's back open. Santa Anita Park is back racing, so we're going to look at three races at Santa Anita on Saturday afternoon's card. Start out in race number four with the two-horse, Tis Wonderfully. This is a horse that can show some speed in a race that doesn't have a whole lot of pace. A good winner in that last out, 5-1 to one in the morning line. Bet Tis Wonderfully across the board. Hopefully you get that 5-1. to one. Race number six is the sprint stake on the turf. Five and a half furlongs, the Daytona stakes. Look to the five, Sistron in here. Again, this is a horse that can show speed. Maybe back it up, maybe bet the horse to win in place, but a good winner on the turf in that last out. Five to two in the morning line. It's not a ton of value, but should be the likely winner in that spot. And then race number seven, another horse you can bet across the board here. This is the four. Biddy Duke is the horse's name. This was a female that faced the boys in each of those last two starts. She's back facing females only. She has speed, and she should be able to wire the field in race number seven. Three races tomorrow. Santa Anita out on the West Coast. Race four, the two horse, bet it across the board, win, place, and show. The sixth race, the five horse, win and place bets there. And then the seventh race, the four horse again across the board. Sound good? You got it, boys. Let's get some winners. Let's do it, Jimmy. Have a great weekend. Happy Memorial Day. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care, guys. Jimmy! There he is. Our guy, Jim Miller, at Hawthorne Gym with three races at Santa Anita. You know what? Santa Anita. Santa Anita. More horses were dying when it was open. I know, right? Wasn't that terrible last year? It was nice. They've had a nice rest. Unbelievable, man. Wow. I mean, it was freaky. Like 20, 30. I don't know. That was that's crazy. Um, any other action you're going to look at this weekend, Mike? You're going to look at uh, Na- now NASCAR had a race for like the first time since I think I read 1984 midweek racing at Darlington. It was rain shortened, but hey, it was still fun to watch something live. Uh, you had the the, the Kurt Busch, I, th- I think it was a Kurt or Kyle, I think Kurt Busch and and Chase Elliott had their little run in. Um, but yeah, you know, you had some racing at Darlington. We've had the NASCAR. We've got the soccer leagues kind of coming back. Are you looking forward to anything else over the weekend? No. <laughs> no, I'm just being serious. You know, I I, I, I had NASCAR. I loved NASCAR back in the day. Yeah. I had drifted from NASCAR. Now I'm back, but it erupted her same old. One guy gives the other guy the, you know, the, the one finger salute for God's sake. Nothing. It's it, it's so predictable. I've, I, I've really enjoyed. I've really picked up on the UFC. Yeah. I've done a couple moves on them. 
I like the lightweights. Reminds me of my day when I was getting my butt kicked around the block. You know what I mean? I just get all I need. You know what? There were a couple times I could have used the cage, you know, to lock it so they couldn't get in. You know what I mean? Keep them so, on the outside. Yeah, come and get me. Here, wait. I got the key. But uh, you know what? I'm waiting for every, You know what I've really liked? Looking at the futures, like, like look at what's going on with Cam Newton. I'm paying yeah. a lot of attention to what's going on. I have not gone for the soccer. I have not gone for the North Korean baseball. You know, uh, Samsung, I haven't Mitsubishi, yeah, I you know. I've uh, watched a little, but I haven't wagered it all. In well, it's old school baseball, too, yeah. by the way. Yeah, a little you bit. move the runners. It's really great baseball, but I just can't get into it. I got to know the personalities, you know, and, and, and it's something Mike Trout wants testing, tracing, jumping, gliding, testing, every kind of testing. And he's make, he's worth $650 million bucks, and there's other guys that are worth $560,000 because that's what the minimum is that need to get back to work. So it's going to be interesting to see when. I, I still think the NFL is our league to show America oh, yeah, that we're sure. back completely. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it's the signature league. And it's going to be strange And when this all does get back. You know, uh, we talked about this on your podcast on Bears Bar right. earlier in the week. You know, what is the impact with no fans? What if, you know, uh, baseball still, what if, you know, games start in July, but teams are still real slow to ramp up their starters and they're only going three, four innings for the first couple of weeks, how that affects lines and, and, and betting, you know, uh, because you're turning even more over to the bullpen then. Like, there's going to be a feeling out process, I think, once these things do come back and we all, those of us that like to sports uh, gamble, like, there's going to be a little bit of a feeling out process probably. You know what I miss, Carm? I miss the days when you bet and you knew that five guys weren't playing because of the flu. All right. right. It was just destroying the whole team from within. And, you know, you'd get a tip here or a tip there. But sometimes the team with the flu, these other players would step up, especially if the couple of stars were down. The fact that one person's going to get a COVID and, you know, it's going to be treated differently is going to change the atmosphere. And we talked about having fans in the stands, you know, or playing under one umbrella while I'm hearing Major League Baseball's thinking of doing. I don't know. I just think that the NFL. Hopefully, by that time, things will have worn off a little bit and we'll have some stadium crowds and the NFL will be the the league to lead us. Yeah, the timing of all this, too, like uh, if someone does test positive, you know, like what if in the fall again we're getting into a baseball playoff situation and Mike Trout test positive? You know, I I think the Angels might be with some of the additions they made and adding Rendon and having a manager like Joe Madden. You know, the Angels, you can get a 30 to 1 to win the World Series. And what if they're having this great season and then Rendon or, or Trout or something happens where you get COVID in November? I mean, I don't know. I mean, well, like, it's crazy. Only, yeah, really. You don't need, like, if you get it in July and it's for two weeks uh, mandatory quarantine or right, whatever. That you can deal with. You right? can deal with. But right. you can, I, thought, I thought golf missed the mark here. I thought golf was manageable enough where you could have played all the tournaments without. And I know some of the players like McElroy didn't want to do it, but you could take the temperature of the caddy and the golfer. Sure. Yeah. And it would have been that simple, plus the TV people. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. 
I thought they missed. I really did. I thought that was the one sport in the open air, which now we're finding out or we're hearing, is better to be outside than inside sure. now. So oh, yeah. I thought they missed the mark there, Carm. I really did. But other than that, we just got to wait and see what's going to happen and how is crowd size, of course, going to affect games. Of course. It's, I, I'm anxious to see what happens. with. We haven't even mentioned this college football. I know. Yeah, next week we should talk more about college football because right. we did not this week. Like We'll get into that next Friday a little bit more, yep. what that could look like, some of the future plays there that we like. And we'll spend the next few weeks and a lot of the summer, trust me. I mean, even if baseball oh, yeah. does come back, we're, we're kind of previewing the NFL season going over more lines, giving you tips for you know the opener and what to look for and some of the things we look for when we start to gamble on the football season. So it's great to be back. Um, thanks to everybody that thanks, uh, is guys. involved, as always. Randy Merkin, Mike Randy. Thomas, thank you. Sean Davis. Um, Sean. Don't forget, you'll get the Encore replay tomorrow at 8 a.m. When the show is over, you're going to get... Uh, on the podcast, uh, the Odds Couple's got its own podcast page at ESPN Chicago. Yeah. Uh, the ESPN Chicago app, so you can download that app and make sure you listen to us there. Um, thanks to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller, and thanks to our presenting sponsor, PropSwap. It's great to be back. Everybody have a wonderful Memorial Day. Black and Abdallah are coming up next, so don't miss those guys. Mikey, have a great weekend, and we'll you see too, you next Carm. week. All right, buddy? For okay, Mike yeah. North, I'm Carmen DeFelco. We are the Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeBalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.